Welcome, my friends, to the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, find our sweet spot, and planting our seeds to watch them grow in our magic garden. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. now and how are you doing we're gonna welcome today's guest is dominic serta who runs the self-achievement network and has this amazing plan called the life plan and we're gonna hear about dominic's life plan and you can find him on facebook and a bunch of other places on the web but look at it here for dominic so hey dominic how are you doing hey david i'm doing great man thanks you thanks so much for having me on your show i, I appreciate it and i want to congratulate you on getting the thing launched Good for you. Yeah, getting a you know, it's been I've been talking about it for a while and a really long time, and to get it launched has been really uh, incredible. Yeah, I and I understand. I mean, I, I heard the first time that I interviewed you, you were talking about it, and I I don't really have it formulated yet, but it's it's right there, and you know, and then the next thing I know, I saw the logo. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you know, so the first time we talked, we, we spoke with probably about two or three years ago. And that was when I was coaching with the on the path. And I still do. It. Right. It's still my passion. Uh, but then, uh, you know, as things have been coming together in life, up and down uh, the Phoenix rise, my personal Phoenix rise. And this, I think the last time we spoke about it uh, was really about peace, love and bring a bad. And I was like, yeah, it's going to launch soon. And you know, four months later, you got it out. And, and of course, you're one of those people who have been supporting me all along, which I really appreciate. Yeah. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about you. And, and we want to keep talking about the self-achievement network and all the great stuff that you did and do, including being a veteran. I mean, not only that, I mean, you, you do so much and you, you, your story is just incredible. So I'm just going to sit back and what brings you peace and love? doing what I do I'm you know the, the whole self-achievement network the the training that I do uh, the the creating of, of uh, opportunities for people to uh, discover or share or evolve their passion that's that's what it you know that's what works for me and besides the you know the relationships that I have in my life um, it's really the, the contribution that I make more than anything that, that gives me the satisfaction so when i you know put my head on the pillow at night it's like i can go ah, another day in paradise <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you're, you're definitely one of those true servant leaders where you're looking to just always pay it forward and, and help out i mean uh, through through your connection is where i met uh wanje uh yvonne in in uganda who i re we, we recorded uh, an episode last week and uh, probably will be around the same time of when, when yours is coming out within a week or so. Uh, and it's just incredible how you have gathered your, your tribe, a worldwide tribe. I'm always impressed by your reach worldwide. Yeah, well, it's been a journey. I, I really feel fortunate. And at the same time, I have been very intentional. You know, when I, uh, I'll give you a little bit, a bit of background. You know my backstory, sort of, and I'll I'll say it again because people are going to be listening to this. And I, you know, I, I started out in my mid twenties, uh, pretty much a lost soul, and had been in the military, was in the Navy, 
had honorable discharge and I, you know, I was a 4-0 sailor and learned a lot. I, you know, got, I got out and got a college education. And then as soon as I got done with my, my college, <clears throat> I was married, had a little boy, my wife and I, I went nuts, man. I just started doing all the things you're not supposed to do when you're married and all the things you're not supposed to do when you have a little boy, a little kid. And, uh, I had credit card debt and my wife uh, sent me back to my parents' house. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's like, you take him back. I can't deal with this guy. And so, um, you know, I, my, my brother, who uh, was engaged to this woman, had gone through a program. And I mean, if, if you knew my brother, he was a greasy garage mechanic, wannabe, uh, you know, messy guy. And then uh, one day I stopped off for his house and his house was clean. His haircut was, we had a clean haircut. His clothes were clean. His garage was clean. I'm like, I said, what's wrong with you, Chris? Are you, is everything okay? Like, you know, what happened? He goes, no, man. He handed me this brochure and he says, go do this thing. Your life is so screwed up. You got to go do something. So I said, nah, I don't need anybody to tell me what to do. I'm a, I'm a military guy. Right. So, um, Long story short, two years later, no, a year and a half later, I went and did this program and it totally changed my life. And uh, it took me many years to clean the mess up that I had created. And um, then I was uh, uh, inspired to be one of the trainers. And that's, I approached the guys that had been doing this program and they kind of snickered at me like, it's going to take you a long time to, uh, get it together, man. So I um, kept up, kept going, and I, I came their protege. And a few more years later, I became one of their facilitators. And um, and then I did that type of training, teaching people how to transform their lives because I was teaching from experience. And they told me from the very get-go, you know, anybody can read from a manual. That's easy. But in this organization, you have had, you can't get up on the stage and tell, start telling people how to transform their life if you haven't been there. And so that's really the, the story. And then, you know, fast forward that by 20 some odd years, I had a back injury, man. And uh, that put me on the couch. I could not go to the toilet without using a walker. And so I had been for, you know, all these years doing stand-up training, doing tr seminars and, you know, all this. And I, all of a sudden I can't stand. I mean, I'm in tears. I'm like, well, what the hell am I going to do with my life now? And my wife's you know, kept looking at me. She's saying, well, honey, you got to transform your life again. You know how to do it. <laughs> well, it's those Phoenix moments. I mean, that's, that's the thing is we all go and experience Phoenix moments in our lives, you know, where we're in the ashes and we live and we don't think we're going to get through it, but somehow through God's grace or however we get through it. Right. We, 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 do, we have that, we find the spark that ignites us once again. Yeah. And that's really what, what happened. I mean, I, I had all this experience. And so, and I did have my own manual. However, it was not online. So as I'm sitting there, you know, talking to myself, I'm like, how do I convert all what I'm doing from a live format to a webinar type of format? And so that's really how the Self-Achievement Network was, was born through adversity. And, um, coming, you know, out of the ashes of the, the Phoenix, right? So uh, it took a while. 
and I mean, I'm still refining and, and I've grown the network um, to a little over 3000 members. And, you know, they're not all active all the time, um, but I get to interview people like you're doing now and get to hear people's story about their passion and, and what they love to do and the contribution they want to make with their life. And uh, so I, I converted one of my programs to a download, which is called Life Plan. It's actually called Life Plan 2.0. And the reason why I call it 2.0 is because it's a second chance. Everybody deserves a second chance at life. And so the, the first version they're, they're working on isn't quite what they wanted it to be. You know, they can go take this course on their own in the privacy of their own life to download. And they can go through it and answer a lot of really great, sometimes tough questions. And then uh, in the end of this course, people are um, on a path, an action-oriented path where they're creating more of the ideal uh, circumstances and, and, you know, like that in their life in whatever area that may be, whether it's money or a career or relationship or health or whatever it might be. So, uh, and it's, and it's a, you know, it's all from, you know, my personal experience everything that i've i've done and was coached on so it's all good stuff man yeah no i mean i i love the metaphors uh, as you know path is one of those uh things that i'm passionate about uh you know the uh, uh, personal attitudes towards happiness and, and it's that life and you you learn more by living life uh you know we'll all learn much more from losing than we will from winning and you know that doesn't mean you give up and you know you obviously have not given up and, you know, the self-achievement network is really incredible. Uh, I, I didn't realize you had over 3,000 people uh, participate in, in it. I, I know I've sent you a bunch of people, some really great people. Yeah. That's the, and that's the thing. And the, I mean, the gratitude that I have for you and other people that they get to nominate their people, you know, for achievements that they've done or passion that they have, that they're doing good things in the world, you know. And, uh, and that's how it grows. Yeah, and it's one of those things that you just connect with people also. I mean, again, so, you know, Wanje was a gentleman who I really didn't know. He was a, like a Facebook person. But uh, we've, we've gotten very close because of that. He, he nominated me. And I, and I remember when he first nominated me, I was like, what is, what's happening? You know, <laughs> again, you know, right? Everybody knows somebody <laughs> exactly. in Uganda who's, who's trying to help you. And, and, uh, but he is one of the, the best people that you can meet. I mean, he's really, you know, when I last year, uh, when I was at my lowest, he would check on me. He still checks on me all the time. Uh, even this past Friday, I had a, a challenge going on uh, with my, with my family. And within minutes, like, I don't know how it happens. He's, you know, across the sea. He had texted me, Hey Dave, how you doing? And I was like, you are literally an angel. I mean, you really have angels part of your, your network. He was like, Hey, how you doing? And I was like, well, I'm not doing that great right now. Like, I'll be fine. I, I'm, you know, uh, I'm good. But it was great to just talk to somebody. And I had spoken to him earlier in the week. And the challenges that he's going through, how do you not try to help people like that? Yeah. He's just truly one of those magical people. He is. He is. You know, I think one of the questions that you asked me was about the, the whole path of thing. And it, I don't, I mean, I don't really, I have some, some acronyms that I like. But I always say this, good things come to those who keep their head connected to their heart. Yeah. And it's, it's really true. And it, that doesn't have to be a religious thing. It doesn't have to be something that's, you know, 
uh, I forgot the word, but, um, you know, it's prophetic as the word, right? It's yeah. just that it's a basic human thing where, you know, you, 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 we have a mind, we, we, we have a, a heart and soul, whatever you want to call it, right? And when those things are connected, good things happen, you know, no matter where you go. And, and I think that this is a, 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 what you're doing is a complete reflection of, of that that concept right keeping it together yeah no exactly and you know to, as we start speaking about the heart you know i always say that earth and heart are the same letters and that there's always an r in my heart because that's a, you need to ground yourself before you do that and, and you know the people who listen have, have heard me say this probably a couple of times at this point but that's it's really true once you can able you're able to ground yourself so like one of the people i sent to you uh in the self-achieving network uh Beatrice Weber, uh, you know, yeah. I, I talk to her often about grounding and how grounding is so important for all of us. And so the question I have for you is, because there's an R in your heart, and you keep mentioning heart, do you have a favorite R word? Because that's one of my little things that I like to enjoy uh, playing uh, word, word games with. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, this is going to sound a little bit weird, but my favorite R word, my motivating word, regret mm. <laughs> people are like regret that doesn't sound like it's very no it's very motivating it's kind of like one of the, another thing that i that i use is death very motivating right it, it's, it's just like w w people are saying well but it's so morbid it's so like you know but you know like no because think about regret i mean this is the thing that people want to avoid more than anything in life and so it motivates me to do more of the right things and to utilize my time and my energy, my life energy, whatever, to, to have more life experiences that are the opposite of regret, right? So if I don't do something, you know, I'll, maybe I'll regret that. Or if I do something, then I'll regret that. And you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I, I like, I, list, I don't know, I lashed onto that. And the same thing with, with death, you know, the, the timer's ticking. And um, right, we could always get more money, but we, we can't get more time. So I mean, death is, you know, the great equalizer, no matter who you are, you know, that that's exactly it. And I, I do like the word regret. Uh, I, I, while I do generally look for positive, but I, I could see positives out of regret, you wouldn't want to regret something. If you want to take a chance, that's the one thing that I tell people is don't live with too many regrets. You'd rather ask that person out and find the, the definitive answer than to say, oh, if this would have happened. Biggest word in the world is if, right? Um, yeah. So I, I, I like regret. Uh, you know, uh, I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I, and I just, I think that it's like, I don't want to run away from regret. That's not the point. You know, it's just about that. It keeps me moving in a, in a better direction. It keeps you, know you honest. It keeps you honest, yeah. right? It's like a, when you're playing ball, keeps you honest, right? It keeps everybody honest. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, when I was younger, it was, you know, I mean, I, I probably should have said to my buddies, you know, we were causing trouble. Like, I ain't doing that. But, you know, now I'm like, no, I ain't doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <The youth laughs> <of youth. laughs> right? You know, they, 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 they say, as I'm getting older, you know, you know, youth is wasted <laughs> on the young. Uh, but what's great is, you know, like I know you well enough in that, you know, you have a great mindset and 
you're still young, a, a, a young mindset, which is really important. One, one of the things I also talk about is like planting seeds in, in a magic garden, uh, you know, which, you know, things that people might be hearing on this show and then not, might not realize it at the beginning, but maybe an hour later or they'll, they'll listen to it again or think about something that you said. Do you have seeds that you like to share? Sort of Johnny Appleseed? <laughs> well, you know, the thing that's, that sticks in my mind a lot is, you know, the, the old, uh, the phrase or the saying, I don't even know where, I think it came from the Bible or whatever. It's like, the truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I say that a lot and I talk about it a lot, you know, and I, I think what I would say to people is be curious about what that means. The key word there is curious because when I first heard that, I was like, oh yeah, the truth will set you free. That um, comes from some, you know, this is a religious thing and I don't really like religion. You know, we're going through these different phases of my life and I'm not going to listen to anybody. But as I started really thinking about that and exploring what that really means, the, tr the truth will set me free, right? Um, it's kind of like, if I may say, you know, stop bullshitting yourself. Um, stop lying to yourself. Stop saying that. Stop saying things like "I'm gonna do this" or "I'm gonna stop doing that" and not follow through. Mm -hmm. Because when 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 I tell myself when I stop um, deceiving myself with "I'm gonna do this" or "I'm gonna not, I'm gonna stop doing that," and I follow through with my word, which is another one of those right in the beginning there was the word. And then there, you know, the word was one the word was with God. And I think about that, you know, that I am that God inside that I'm following my word, right? This is another way to keep me on the path, as you said, right? So, and again, not from a religious sense, but from a very practical application. So the self-deception is really the root of the truth will set me free when I begin to live my word my truth right then the result of that the byproduct of that is that i feel good about myself and when i feel good about myself it's easier for me to see the good in other people it's easier for me to see when people do things it's out of love out of compassion you know and you know i can remember you know back in the old days where i was not treating myself like very well <clears throat> not honoring my word saying things that i would oh yeah sure i'll come and help you move and then never show up right <laughs> or can i borrow uh, 50 bucks i'll pay you back next week uh i'm sorry i don't have it this week you know that kind of stuff but i didn't feel good about myself and then i and, and out of not feeling good about myself then i would hide it and feel like a, fo a fake, you know? And yeah, that's I, how I live my life. Yeah, I, that's exactly, uh, you know, I never realized, I always thought I liked myself. And I think I've, I've shared the story uh, until about a year and a half ago, I couldn't say I loved myself. I thought I was a good guy. I mean, you know, you, you knew me from me, you know, I was a good guy. I did a lot of charity work, but didn't realize the things that I was doing it and didn't see a lot of perspectives until I had to. And that's when I created that word cluberty about that process of life. And, you know, hopefully more people go through it younger than as a 52, if like myself, as a 52 year old gentleman, 
that that piece of seeing things differently uh, and you know it's like the matrix once they understand right uh, how the matrix flows life becomes easier I feel so much lighter now that I've gone through whatever I needed to go through than I had ever in my entire life mm-hmm. and it sounds like you've gone through stuff like that as well oh yeah I think it's you know the way that I see it now from a perspective point of view right it's like we go through these phases I mean everybody has phases in their life you know we have periods of kind of uh being I don't know for a better word bummed out or not feeling uh, inspired to the other opposite extremes of feeling you know like I'm on fire that I've got lots of creativity going on in my brain and lots of insights happening and uh, um yeah I mean I think that everything is a phase man it's just sometimes you're up and sometimes you're down it's like sex (laughs) when you're hot you're hot and when you're not you're not (laughs) well i guess it's like anything else right once once you got it up keep it up right you know (laughs) exactly you know you just got to keep working at it i mean that, that that's sort of uh, not necessarily about sex, but which isn't bad if you're working at it. Let's put it that way. But um, yeah, but it, it's one of those things that you, you keep moving forward and you keep moving through the process and, and yeah. as you get older. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was just, I was just doing a little training earlier um, on in the, in the network. And um, I asked the question, you know, so what, you know, what keeps you fired up, you know, what gets you excited about life, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's really one of the things that, you know, that we really need to, to inject because if we don't have anything exciting to wake up to in the morning, it's like things just become like Groundhog Day, you know? And uh, what popped into my brain when I was talking about that was when I was a kid, you know, my, my dad would, um, he had a good friend and they loved to go fishing and their fishing wake up time was 4 a.m. And when every time that he would say, my dad say, okay, tomorrow we're going to go fishing. Usually it was a Saturday morning. Um, I could not sleep. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, it was better than Christmas. And I had, you know, that night I'm like with my tackle box and I'm shining all my lures and lures and all this stuff, you know, making sure my lines on there, tying the knots and everything. And I mean, I was just, you know, remember that those days? I do remember fishing. I, I you know, um, we, I, I grew up in uh, Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, and we didn't, go, we would go on a boat every now and then. We'd go on a yeah. couple of boats to, to go fishing. So I do remember those early rides. I remember one time, I don't, I had to be very young because my grandfather came with us and he liked fishing. He was a, he was a fisherman and that was, you know, it felt like a big boy then. I, you know, I, I, like I said, I must have been like seven or eight. But I, I once you started measure, mentioning that, I was like, oh, I remember one time. I, this, uh, my dad and I didn't go sh- fishing that often together. A- act, actually, that was probably the only time. Um, but I, I remember that so vividly. It was amazing how that that, that memory came back. Thank you. For that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's I mean, all about preparation, right? It, that's sort of what it, what it comes down to. It's because you're so excited and you, you were eager to, to prepare for the fishing experience. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with the Self-Achievement Network and, and what you're doing, peace, love, and bring it back, right? It's, I mean, it, it's exciting and it's not boring and you know, sometimes it's not easy. However, 
it gets me up in the morning. I've got an interview at nine, you know, 10 o'clock and I'm, I'm excited about it. Yep. I get to hear somebody else's life story and it gives me purpose and, you know, um, but yeah, it, it gets me up in the morning. I have no issues whatsoever waking up in the morning. I like tell people, you know, what you should do is start by, uh, when you set an alarm clock in the morning, let's say you set up at 7 a.m. When that thing goes off, you throw the covers back, you put your feet on the ground, and then you leap out of bed. <laughs> people are like, are you crazy? Yeah, you got you, you got to embrace it, right? Jump, jump, jump into it and run with with, with life. Uh, you know, that's exactly. I mean, that's sort of what what that bring a bat means is is knowing what your non negotiables are. What are the things you need? It's not about bringing any sort of violence. It, it really is, and because I like using the metaphors, it's also finding your sweet spot. So you know, once you could find your sweet spot, whatever that spot spot is for you go for it and, and go for it as, as often as you can. Yeah. Now, what would be your sweet spot? Obviously the self-achievement network is, is one of your sweet spots. Uh, it brings you joy because you get to talk to everybody as you just mentioned, but is there something else that you, you, you would consider your sweet spot? Well, I mean, there's, I, I mean, I feel like I have many, um, my relationship with my wife, certainly. I mean, we have, uh, I can't even describe it and maybe one word would be phenomenal. Um, uh, dream come true, you know, like that. And, you know, we, I don't know, she's 50, I'm 62. And it's just been since the day that I met her, I, I, I just, we, we get along so well, we have more fun and we like to listen to music together and we don't argue. We, we tease fun, tease, poke fun, all that good stuff. And we just laugh all the time. So it's, that's definitely one of my sweet spots for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things and I also, I like to do, uh, I'm a, I'm a garage guy. I mean, I like to do projects and, uh, I'm re uh, remodeling my basement right now, not remodeling it. I'm building it out from scratch. We moved into a new place, a new town hall, beautiful place. And um, I just got through remodeling the home that I was in, in uh, Indiana. And uh, I was kind of saddened that it was over. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a creator. I like, you know, when, when you're, I mean, that sounds like remodeling doesn't sound like, like some people are like, that's not really that much fun. It's not like work. But it's not really so much work. I mean, it takes a certain amount of skill. You know, my father was a construction guy, but he was an artist, man. This guy could make things, and he had a wood shop behind his his uh, garage. And he was a he was a he could weld anything. And I mean, have you ever watched people weld? And it's not like these straight lines. No, he welded things that were like objects, and he made he would make the like the top of tombstones out of half inch stainless steel and he would carve these things and and he would blow torch the things and he i mean it was like amazing stuff you know, great competition for me but yeah doing that kind of projects uh it's it's, it's a sweet spot for me and and actually the other thing is is coaching people it's like i don't call myself a coach but i'm more like a guide i, I mean i i get people to look at where they want to go and it's kind of like, you know, here's the road and 
you know, they start going off the path and I'm like, okay, this is stay on the road, stay on the, you know, like that. And so, but that comes from my background from, you know, learning and, um, you know, training for all these years. Well, you're like so, a Sherpa, right? You're, you're a Sherpa. You, you, you've, you've been up to the parts of the, the mountain and, and you, you want to help people guide up the, the mountain, you know, stay, stay away from the not being on the path and whatever their path is, right? Everybody has a different path. Right. Yeah, I guess you can look at it like that. Yeah, that's, that's right. And, and I, cause I, life coach and stuff like that. No, I'm not, I don't call myself a life coach. I, I can only guide people when they ask for, you know, for assistance. And, and I would just say, listen, I was on that path and this is what happened. And it right. took me way off over here. And then it was a long journey back to get back on. And I think that that's probably the, the biggest lesson that I learned. The further away I get from the path that I want to be on, the more difficult it is to get back. You know? Yeah, no, definitely. I, and that's one of the learnings that I, I've taken. So I, I don't like to use the coach word either. I've been using mentor and things like that just because, you know, how most people think about coaches is like a football coach sending in the play, telling somebody what they need to do. And that's not what I, what I do. Uh, you have your option. I don't, I don't, you know, uh, you know, I think everybody needs to have a little guidance and the guidance is one of the things that um, helps out. Yeah. And, and look, this is how I did it and you can do it the same way and live it differently and, and experience it differently. Or you can, maybe make some different choices or how the choices you want to make for your life. That's right. Why everybody's uh, different. It's all, you're right. It's all about choices. So tell me again, what, what does the PATA stand for again? Uh, personal attitudes towards happiness. Ah, okay. Uh, you know, and, ha and happiness isn't uh, just a place. It's, it, it, it's what you feel. It, it, it goes again it's in your heart. Uh, it's not, it's not, okay. If we go here, we I'll meet you in Chicago and we'll both be happy. Well, we might be happy because our friendship and then we, we can build something that way. But that's not it's not necessarily a destination we can meet anywhere. Uh, mm. And uh, and that's what it is. Most people think, oh, when I get a million dollars, I'll be happy when I get X, whatever your thing is and yeah. whatever makes you happy. You don't even need it doesn't have to be about money. It could be about opportunities. Mm -hmm. you, know, you might like jumping out of an airplane and I'm not going to jump out of an airplane uh, as of right now, but you know, and we all, we all like things differently. Yeah. So yeah, I did that. I jumped out of an airplane a long time ago. That was, that was not a great idea, but I did it. And I, I don't, and I don't regret it. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's out, everybody, everybody tells me, and that's one of the <laughs> things that I, 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 even though I'm scared of heights, I, I still think about it. So th th there's something in, in me. I have to figure out how to overcome that and then maybe just do it at least once. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> we'll I, 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 I have you know, a friend I, I, who, who she jumped out of her the plane first time at, for her 72nd birthday. So I, I think I still have some time for that. Wow. Uh, so it's not necessarily like, oh, I better do it now. But you don't know, uh, right? You know, death, is, as you mentioned before, death is always there. We, we, we don't know. Time is not unlimited and how we want to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, when I did it, I was like, I was excited about it. I really wanted to do it until I got up 13,000 feet <laughs> and I was looking at that altimeter on my arm 
And I was like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> that conversation was really loud. And and then the, the guy, then there was a, it, it, I was latched on to a, another, to a, to a jump, what do you call it, a jump master, right? And there were couples. So they were latched together with the hooks and everything. And, you know, we're scooting forward. And I just, my brain was just, I mean, there was, there's no way to describe that conversation. It's like, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. And well, all right, it's we, a negative talk. Yeah. As soon as we left the plane, I completely passed out, <laughs> blacked out. I don't remember from like, I was like hanging on like this. And all I remember was that I, I woke up and we were going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll, I'll have to reach out to you if I decide to do that. Uh, well, right now, right now it's, it's, it's not one of the plans that I have, but uh, I, I, if I keep thinking about it, it, it's something there. So maybe it'll be one of those. You'll scenes. do it because there's there's three types of people. People are like, there ain't no way in hell I'm going to do that. And there are people like, yeah, I can't wait to do it. And there's like people in between. Most of the people in between, they usually do it because the curiosity drives them absolutely insane. And that's where I was. I needed to know. I needed to know what that felt like. And, uh, you know, going with uh, an insurance policy strapped on, you know, is, uh, <laughs> is not a bad idea. So, I mean... I'm glad I did it. I was like bungee jumping. I'm not doing that. Um, walking on hot coals. I ain't doing that either. Yeah, I've done that. See, I've, I've, I've walked on hot coals. I mean, I've done some amazing, you know, I've, I've, I've had some experiences and, uh, you know, the walking on coals is really mind over matter. Uh, so I did that. I did the fire walking and, and things like that, which was one of the most incredible experiences of my life because I did it as part of one of those Tony Robbins, Yeah, uh, your power within and so you're there with 12,000 other people who are doing the same thing. And it, it, it's so visceral and, and, and tribal. Uh, the only thing that I could uh, compare it to is when I did a polar bear plunge recently. And they also, you hear the, the, the people rooting you on. It was just like, you know, yes, yes. You know, you're, it, it, it's amazing. I, I, I would, I've recommended to people just try to do that. If there's an opportunity to do that, go for that. Oh, you mean like going, jumping in the ice cold water? Yeah, I, I did that January uh, of 2020. Uh, that's how I started 20. I was among, among the ways I started 2020. Uh, I needed to sort of recharge my life and I needed to take the leap. And I took a leap. It, it was a cold day. It was warmer than normal for New York temperatures, but it's that water was still 50 degrees. You felt it. And uh, it was the, one of the, it was really one of the great things I, I, I did, uh, one of the many great things I did in 2020, where everybody keeps talking about 2020, 2020 for me was a year of growth. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it was for me too. Definitely. That's this, this thing that you were talking about, the, uh, the PATH path, right? And I, I have a, a saying that I, it's called IKTA, that I, I use a lot, you know, and it's called ICTA disease. ICTA disease? I-K-T-A disease. So it's kind of like, you know, when we, when we think about personal growth and development and, you know, having insights and expanding our life and getting out of the comfort zone and all that stuff, what, what, I don't even know if I made this up or if somebody, I heard it somewhere, but they call it ICTA disease. It's a disease of the mind. And the IKT stands for I, 
like I, person, you know, plural, I'm not plural, but yeah, pronoun, me, I. K stands for no, T stands for that, and A stands for already. I know that already, disease, right? So I don't need to do that because I know that already, or I don't need to hear that because I know that already. And you know how the mind is, right? So it's always like, oh, I don't need to listen to that person. I don't need to hear another point of view because I know that already. And it's 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 really a disease. I mean, I call it a disease because it holds us back. Because, you know, I, I mean, my yeah, ego. No, because our, our minds sum up everything that we do. So that's why when we go, oh, I've tried everything. You haven't tried everything, but our mind sums up that we've tried lots of things. And that, that, that's how it's why it's so difficult to break a pattern because of our mind in, it, in its efforts to protect ourselves will always sum it up. So like this, you know, uh, I know that already, you know, how many, I mean, well, look, I have two teenage girls, so I, I definitely know I deal with that lots of times, you know, <laughs> Hey, can you do this? I know that already dad. It's the disease, man. It eats. It's like, um, I always think of that, uh, of the Pink Floyd song when he talks about the, the worms ate into his brain. Com comfortably numb. You remember that song? Numb, yep. <laughs> oh my God. Funny. So this was, this was great. I really appreciate this, Dominic. And I'm comfortably numb actually at this point because I really feel good with our conversation. And I'm going to suggest to everybody to find the Self-Achievement Network. It's not only on Facebook. I know you have your, your own webpage and I know you're going to send me that information. So I'll include that uh, as part of the show notes. Is there anything that you... Any last words of wisdom that you'd like to share with everybody? Words of wisdom. Uh, don't get caught. Yep. Have that, fun. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're young enough, man, that's completely, you know, it's always the great thing to do. But uh, yeah, I think that's great, uh, great advice. We're going to end on that. <laughs> Have fun. Don't get caught. <laughs> it right. always throws people off. All right. Thank you, Dominic. And I'm just going to, you know, and the, this episode of Peace, Love, and Bring It Back, just to remind everybody to make sure you find that peace and love in your life, but don't ever forget to find your sweet spot and always swing away. Thank you, David. You're great, man. I am really glad that you're enjoying the show, and I hope you follow us on all the podcast hosting sites, as well as Facebook, Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat, or you can follow me, Uncle Dave, David Chemetsky at Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse, and www.davidchemetsky.com. I also would enjoy for you to contact me if you want to just have some feedback. You need somebody to talk to at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. Well, my friends, today's journey has come to a close. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember the peace and love surround you that will assist you to rise again. And don't forget to bring a bat for what you believe in. Namaste. Namaste.